listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, everybody, to Earth Oddity Podcast. Uh, I am Tiny, back in the saddle. Sitting across from me is John Long. Together again. <laughs> yes, this seems like it's been two weeks, well, the uni- which it has. You're right. <laughs> exactly. The universe has worked against us trying to record a show. It really has. Yeah. And, I mean, you know. <laughs> it's not our fault. Is what I, I say that to say it's not mine and Tiny's fault yeah. that we haven't been able to record together. I had a hiking trip. Your family got sick. Yeah, I took vacation last past week. Yeah. Which was a good time for the entire family, minus my oldest son, to get sick. <laughs> sure. So. Yeah, that's always fun to be like, well, glad I took a vacation for this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. And so Hudson and I threw that together last week, which <laughs> we. <laughs> we got the giggles during it, but we do sometimes when we get the goofing off. And my favorite part was Deidre busting in during the <laughs> yeah. middle of it going, look, Libby's having a breakdown. I don't know what to do. Yeah, there was a little bit more audio yeah. there, but I thought the best thing is to permanently delete all of it <laughs> and just come back with, okay, we're back. Sure. Deidre thought it was funny, though. Okay. Yeah, she thought it was funny. Yeah, so she, was, okay, I guess because Hudson was on, she listened to it. Well, when we got – she, of course she doesn't listen to the podcast, but when we well, got – Well, I thought it – but if, if her baby was on it yeah. – Oh, she might listen. No, no, so, still no. <laughs> no. When we got into the truck this morning, my phone automatically will Bluetooth and and turn on, and mm-hmm. it was listening to the podcast. And so I told her about it, and it was like right past that part because I had let it play again, and so I rewound it and found it for her, and she thought it was funny. So <laughs> yeah, and then Libby was like. Everybody knows I got a breakdown, you know, and she started getting all all her feelings. Yes, Libby, everybody knows. Sorry we we asked you to put your clothes away, you know, like it caused you to have an emotional breakdown. And now the Earth Oddity audience, millions strong, (laughs) they all know Libby's deepest, darkest secret. That's right, that you will cry and pitch a fit if you have to put your clothes away. (laughs) Well, I hope you've had a better week than we have had, I've had a phenomenal week. I've been seeing like Christmas pictures. We went to Van Deidre's, Gogh pictures. I know. I know. <laughs> Friday night, we went to Deidre's work Christmas party, mm-hmm. uh, which was just right over here in Bristol Park, right across the road and everything. Our kids, minus Thomas, who was in Disney World with the school, uh, didn't realize that we could do stuff without them, I guess. So they all three got upset, Hudson, Libby, and Ollie, that they couldn't come to the Christmas party. And we were <laughs> like, well, no, we're not bringing you. There's no kids allowed or whatever. That blew them away. And then when we went to the art thing on Saturday, they were amazed we weren't taking them to. And we were like, no, we don't like. We don't really like you guys <laughs> as much as you think we like. like. We love you. I would die for you. I would give you a kidney, whatever. I just don't want to take you to this hoity-toity art exhibit. <laughs> it wasn't that hoity-toity. Really? Yeah, it was actually really pretty cool. Okay. But the uh, it wasn't a lot of like pinkies up crowd in there. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, I was probably. Could you still get like the Van Gogh mug in the gift shop oh, that yeah. has oh. the handle broke off? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they have everything Van Gogh you could think of getting for mm-hmm. sale in the gift shop. And it's real expensive. Because okay. at first I was like, 
Oh, well, this would be cool. Let's get Libby a T-shirt. Oh, 80 bucks. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> We're going to go home and show them the pictures we took in here. And that's what we did. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. Pretty much finished up our Christmas shopping, too, yesterday. We just had an all-around banner day for John. So <laughs> Nice. Yeah. That's okay. Good. Sorry you've been sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, honest, I mean, there's there's nothing to there's nothing to say, other than uh, my son. He he had an ear infection first, then he got a stomach bug because I'm assuming because my kids are so sheltered, they're yeah. homeschooled, they don't go anywhere. Sure, where would they pick something up? That's true. Probably from the emergency room. That very <laughs> we went and sat in for eight hours because he's dehydrated. We <laughs> sat there for eight hours only for the doctors to tell us. No, he's not dehydrated. <laughs> hey, guess what? He's not dehydrated. Y'all. But now he has now he's throwing up and he has diarrhea. Yeah. So That's, and of course he passed that to me and Tara. Sure. So then we had that day after after he had it. Well, we didn't so. get a flock note about y'all getting sick, or I would have offered <laughs> at some point to help in some way, like bring y'all some chicken noodle soup or something. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. Plus, we would have not been eating any. Anything. Well, the old stomach virus is a rough one. When you yeah. got it coming from both ends, bad. Well, fortunately, I have an amazing immune system. Uh-huh. So, like, I didn't have any of the symptoms. I just had, like, a stomach ache yeah. for a day Eli- and wasn't hungry. But, like, Tara and, and Eli, I mean, not Eli, but Josiah, they, they felt rough. I forgot to tell you this. So, I taught the youth Sunday school. Eli was in there. I asked for prayer for his family <laughs> because everybody's sick. And then he mentioned that you had already had COVID, and I had to be. <laughs> that like, was a year ago. <laughs> I know. I'm like, that's about. It's been about a year, Eli. We can still pray for it. But just so you know, I gave your dad COVID, and he like shot me a look. <laughs> And then Deidre was like, John gave me COVID because I gave it to Deidre too. Yeah. And I think Eli, for a brief period of time, and may still this time think that I am a horrible person. I was just <laughs> I was just handing COVID out willy-nilly. Well, to he everybody. probably thinks you're a horrible person because you didn't get him anything. <laughs> <laughs> He's ready to come home. Is he home tonight? He's home now. Good. Yes. I hope I see him. I'll tell her our prayers work. <laughs> Which uh that that's another funny story too, because he was ready to come home, and we talked about this off air. My my oldest son, he loves Mimi and Paul Pauls. Sure. He got to stay there all last week. Yeah, and he was ready to come home. And I don't know everything that happens over at Mimi's and Paul Pauls, but I get the sense he wants to go over there so much is because when he is over there. You know, Mimi is like, got to keep this kid entertained the whole time. Sure. So there's always a story being told. There's a show. There's a game to play. Something's happening right. at all times when he's over there. It's just like a like a show, you right. know? So he was over there all week. And I was like, all right, Mimi, let's see what you're made of. <laughs> Surely a week will break you of that. You can't keep it up for <laughs> an entire week. You can't keep it week. up for... Ten days, John. I mean, he was that's over a lot. there for ten days. That's a whole lot. You can't keep that up for ten days. And he was he was ready. He was finally ready to come home. So Okay. Well, good. Yeah, I Tara know had this to get morning. to cleaning the oh, whole yeah. house top to bottom because oh. he couldn't come home until a Lysol wipe had been 
scraped across every surface in this house. Dieter does that too. We're like, <laughs> all right, we're wiping down doorknobs. Yes. Okay. Of everything. Like we'll wipe down doorknobs to closets we don't ever open. Yeah. You know, we got rails to the stairs. Sure. Gotta paint the doorposts with Lysol, you know, <laughs> so the stunt so virus the- passes us by. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, this is this is why we're getting sick all the time, right? Like we're creating super germs. Well, it's why they get sick. That's yeah. why I'm over it in a day. Sure. Right. So, yeah. Or I, I was mean, tasked with picking up prescriptions and uh, you yeah. know cooking, like doing all the other sure. stuff. Yeah. It's tough being the one that is healthy when everybody else is sick because <laughs> everything falls on you and you can't get out of it. You know, like Deidre when she's sick and the kids are sick, mm-hmm. she's like asking me to do something, and I want to be like, look, I, I I think you could take out the trash. You know, like <laughs> I see you walking around. I know you're sick, but you could take out the trash. I'm trying to do all this other stuff. But you can't do that because they're sick. Well, I will say that Tara, she did, she she took out some trash, but uh, Deidre doesn't know how to take out trash. Like nobody <laughs> in my house knows how to take out trash. The other day, she was like, because we keep our trash can in the pantry, mm-hmm. and the trash was like piled up on top, and she was like, "Oh, this trash is full." And I was looking there, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm doing an experiment." to see how full it'll get before anyone other than me takes it out. <laughs> and you know what she did? She took the paper towel that was in her hand, put it delicately <laughs> on top of the thing, and closed the door back and walked back to the living room. <laughs> well, <laughs> at top of jet. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, well, I see that you don't qualify for my experiment. Like You don't want to get in on this either. So that's wild. <laughs> All right. Well, we got some odd news this week. We do. Okay. I got a Florida man story. Perfect. I got a uh, business story. Okay. I'm a businessman doing business like Donald Trump. (laughs) And then I I don't know. I got a couple that I got to choose from. I have a story about Teslas. Okay. I have a story about an otter attack. Okay. And I wanted to start with this one, John. How about this? If gas prices weren't bad enough already... An employee blew up an entire oil warehouse in Thailand to get back at her boss. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Oh, Lord. I mean, I will say that she did show him. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no. That'll teach him a lesson. I'm sure they had insurance, but whatever. Says the fire caused more than 40 million uh, Thai bah. I, I, that's their currency. It's right. roughly 900,000 pounds worth of damage. Okay. So that's that's quite a lot of damage. But a woman in Thailand allegedly blew up an old warehouse where she worked because she was angry with her boss. The worker, named as 38-year-old Mishri and Syria by police, has been accused of using a lighter to set fire to a piece of paper before throwing it onto a fuel container at the Popricorn Oil Warehouse in Thailand. Wow. The fire, which caused more than 900,000 pounds worth of damage, quickly spread through the building used to store thousands of liters of oil tanks. Images shared on social media showed a fireball in thick black smoke billowing into the air above the single-story warehouse in Nahon Patham province. I'm sure I did sure, that. No, you got so it. Nailed it. Awesome. Nailed it. The CCTV footage showed her, uh, showed her uh, who they think is her, walking into a warehouse with a piece of paper in their hand before disappearing behind a row of containers on a shelving unit. Says that flames can then be seen coming from two locations behind the containers before the person reappears, still carrying the paper. The disgruntled employee who was found injured during the incident 
on November 29th, allegedly told police that she started the fire in anger at her boss who had scolded her and discussed ways that she could improve her work. Oh. I wonder what she got in trouble for. Lord, I bet she's a great employee. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, quit lighting pieces of paper on fire. Sure. You're going to set the whole warehouse on yeah. fire if you don't quit. Well, there's a, I, I told this to Thomas when we started at Chick fil A, like, don't mistake correction for criticism. You mm-hmm. know, like, if somebody's correcting you, doesn't mean they hate you or anything. They're just telling you how to do your job better. It's not criticism, they're just correcting you. Says that this is the second time a fire had started at the factory in recent months. Uh, the woman, she's been working for the oil warehouse for nine years. So, wow. She's been a long term employee. Yeah, I know. She said that her employer complained to her and caused her stress every day. So maybe this has been building up for yeah. nine years. That's a nine year grudge. <laughs> she did not expect the fire that she started to cause this level of damage. Well, lady, what, what did you think? <laughs> she doesn't understand how fire and flammable liquids work. You should give her a talk, Tiny. What do you think is going to happen? You're throwing a flaming piece of paper into an oil warehouse. More than 40 fire engines spent four hours battling the blaze before it was eventually. Eventually brought under control. She better be glad nobody died, you know? A specialist environmental protection operation unit was also sent to the area. I'm sure her boss loves that. Yes, that's right. (laughs) To monitor the quality of the water in the region, which runs behind the warehouse, which there's a canal that runs behind the warehouse. Wow. Uh, Miss Syria remains in custody while police continue their inquiries. I mean, that's probably not a bad... You should probably keep her in custody for a while. <laughs> yeah. You know, like not not the worst thing in the world to have her <laughs> in custody. I mean, we've all had jobs we don't like. Mm-hmm. Have you ever wanted to burn anything down? Uh, no. I've always I've always had much more personal grudges than that. <laughs> <laughs> what What's the worst job you've ever had? Oh, man. You know, honest, I got to be honest, and, and maybe I'm showing my privilege here, okay. but uh, I've never had a job that I absolutely, I mean, look, no one likes working, okay? Sure. We can't all be like- Jeff uh, Bezos. Yes. We, yeah. we can't all just, you know, do something we love. Sure. And just every day is a picnic. Yeah. That said, you know what? <laughs> my first job I ever had was at Jitney Jungle. That wasn't a lot of fun. Yeah. Did you work at my dad's Jitney Jungle? No, I worked at the big Jitney Jungle. Okay, all so right. For uh, I think Mr. we talked Vogley. about that. Yeah, yeah, Marvin, Marvin Vogley, yes, a great man. Mm-hmm. Marvin Vogley was rest in peace, rest in power, Marvin. <laughs> yeah, Marvin was a great man. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of like you. I've liked every job. I think attitude has everything to do mm-hmm. with it. You know, I've I've done some crappy work. You know, when I worked on the farm, you know, yeah, I've literally crappy work <laughs> and. But, I mean, it's just like it, all your attitude is going to make everything. Let me ask you this. What's the best job you ever had? The one I currently have. Okay. Yeah. All right. Absolutely the best. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited about working, and I enjoy it, and I enjoy the people I work with. It's awesome. All right. I'm saying that not because my boss listens to this podcast, <laughs> but it's the truth, you know, and has hosted this podcast too. My he boss. was on, that's right. Yeah. The the most famous man in West Alabama. Best job I ever had was security guard. Oh, yeah? Oh, man, it was. Did you have a gun? No. Was, oh, I was a security guard, okay. Not well, a they, have, they have armed security guards. Well, yeah, but those are like, you know, the. <laughs> Those are the Navy SEALs of the security <laughs> Those guard are the world. Dudes who like drive trucks, like armored trucks, you know. Nah, nah, man. You can see armed security at different events. I think and uh, you know, you know what? I mean, I guess it depends. 
I do think most of those people are off-duty police officers, or at you least have so? some kind of law enforcement training. I was just what w- I was. Yeah, was a 22-year-old kid <laughs> that they put in a uniform that looks suspiciously like a police officer with none of the authority. Sure, no gun, <laughs> no baton. Just I was allowed you. to carry a flashlight. Okay, but I was told in training I couldn't hit anybody with that flashlight. <laughs> so. But like what in a state like Alabama, if you're a security guard, what if you just open carry the whole time? You know, <laughs> well, I was like, in this Kentucky. is my constitutional right, <laughs> you know, to do that. I'm sure the company probably has I'm a sure, lot yeah, of- I was about to say, I'm sure the company would, at least the company that I worked for. You tell I opened you no, up, no, 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 no. Opened you up to some huge liabilities mm-hmm. as a company to let some- 22-year-old kid carry a, a Glock 40 on his waist. Yeah, let me just drop some knowledge on people. In case you're not already aware, most of the security guards you see are like Paul Blart. Yeah. Without any of the actual caring about yeah, the right. job Nobody. that he had, you know? No, I know. I, every, like, people would come up to me, and my job was to keep an eye out if something happened Call the police. Sure. That was my job. Yeah. I, I was I was a glorified, uh, what am I trying to say? Hall monitor. Hall, that's exactly what yeah. I was trying to say. I was a glorified hall monitor. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. But that said, I didn't have any real responsibilities. Right. I just walked around. People called me sir for some reason. Because you had a uniform on. <laughs> the, the old ladies in this apartment complex would sometimes like cook me cookies and yeah. baked goods. Well, and I didn't have to do anything. It was amazing. People... People like to ignore the fact that how you dress has a lot of impact on how people treat you. <laughs> yes. So when I had the restaurant, I look like I do right now. I got b- bushy beard, mm-hmm. unkempt, which I meant to shave it off this weekend. Just didn't have a chance. And uh, But I wore a T-shirt, hat, and shorts. And I would go to the convenience store. The people behind the counter would be like, hey, man, what can I do for you? Whatever. Now, when I go to the convenience store in slacks and a button up and everything, they're like, hey, sir, what can I do for you? I like, look exactly the same. They just, they just assume I, I need to be called sir, I guess. I don't know. Man. And I'm like, hey, I, I'm still a man on the inside. You know, like I'm a dude, you know, <laughs> I'm not a sir. I'm a dude. I need to start dressing up in suits every day. Man, it People will treat you differently. I'm not kidding. It's like weird how people do that. Huh. Well, anyways, since we're talking about work, let's talk about this. Uh, a tech bro uh, laid off 900 people in a Zoom call, and then he makes himself the victim. <laughs> uh, managing a business during a plague uh, has been tough for many, but one plucky CEO has found a clever and efficient way to execute such an unpleasant task, fire 900 workers at once in a Zoom meeting. In an exercise complete exercise completely devoid of sensitivity, Better.com CEO Vish Garg gathered around 900 of his staff onto a five-minute Zoom call during the month of Christmas to tell them their jobs were officially non-existent. <laughs> Did it say the actual day this was? Uh, it happened this past week. Oh, wow. Okay, so it's not even broke. like December 1st. Yeah, no, I mean, no. it's like right before. Mid-December, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Hey, you don't have a job anymore. If you are on this, this is a quote from him. If you are on this call, you are part of the unlucky group being laid off. Your employment here is terminated effective immediately. His empathy-averse approach next saw Garg tell the newly unemployed that this was not the first time he had conducted such layoffs and that it's not an easy job. 
The last time I did it, I cried, layman in the CEO. <laughs> Well, the last time, did he wait till before Christmas, too? I don't know. But there's a leaked video of him of him doing it, you know? Yeah. Of course, somebody was recording because everybody records everything. Employees remor- reported that immediately after the call, the unlucky 9% of the company was unable to access their computers. HR was then sent to clean up the mess with compensation and insurance policies. But Garg wasn't done. According to Twitter reports, we know how reliable those are. (laughs) He then went into another meeting with the survivors where he complained that the terminated employees were dragging the company down. Huh. Pro-business outlet Fortune magazine reported Garg still had enough steam that week to write anonymous blog posts in which he publicly accused the former employees of stealing from their colleagues and customers by being unproductive. And I think this probably goes on to say one of the things said that the the people some of the people let go were clocking in and only mm-hmm. doing a couple hours of work and all that too, and that's why they were let go. Another part, which may be in this article, because I'm not going to read all of it as long, is yes. that this better dot com company just secured a bunch of a huge financing, you know, like capital infusion, and part of that may have been like, hey, you need to cut your payroll, right? By, but if you're going to get this loan so you can stay in business, you gotta you gotta cut nine percent of your payroll or whatever it was. So and they can't wait till January. I, I guess not, <laughs> man. I guess not. I mean, you know, better to do it when you can, but especially this, if you can save on some Christmas bonuses. Yeah, <laughs> but this is the type of stuff that'll make somebody go nuts. Yeah. you know, like whoever this happened to, and, and you can see it. It's the, it's the same. Uh, Christmas vacation scenario mm-hmm. where he didn't get his bonus, you know? Yeah. Except now you don't have a I was job. Like, except he still had his job in yeah, this scenario. Right. <laughs> now you don't have a job. You he also hope. got a Jelly of the Month Club membership. That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, anyways, I, I don't know what I would have done if I was on that Zoom call, but I would have done something. You know, like I would have embarrassed myself probably just because it had been so unexpected. And you're like with around 900 other people, man. And you'd be like, well, I can't go out like this. You know, like I got to I got to cuss you out or something. Well, this is one of the bad things about working from home, John. I mean, I, I'm i sure. sure it's a dream. But one thing about if you're on location, yeah. at least you get to make a scene. You know, it's true. If you're not worried about a, like a recommendation, yeah. You know, if you're not worried about that, then I know I've worked with a guy and he said, uh, he says, if they ever fire me, I'm going to make that security guard earn his money right. that day. He's going to, they're going to have to chase me down <laughs> and, and like bind me and right. carry me out of this place. <laughs> so I, I've let go a few people in my time, yeah. you know, and only a few of them have made a huge scene. Mm-hmm. It was great when they did it at Roly Poly because I couldn't pay anybody anything at Roly Poly. And I'd be right. like, look, you're going nuts over $8 an hour. It doesn't seem like. You know, your level of outrage (laughs) is worth the compensation you're getting. Walk across the street to Mama Goldberg's and get a job. They're hiring, you know, Mm -hmm. no big deal. Uh, So, yeah, I've had a few people freak out. And in the back of my mind, I'm always like, well, you know, you got to stop freaking out at some point in time. And then you're not going to have a job and I'm still going to have a job. So just go nuts. Yeah, like it's fine. (laughs) Like sooner or later, you got to quit. And I'm still going to be here at work. Right. 
Jokes on you. <laughs> you, you know, like you're, do you know me? I don't have a heart. I don't feel bad. You know, like, I want to go home and sleep yeah. well tonight. So go ahead and cuss me like, out. I might fine. feel bad if I wasn't the person signing the checks, <laughs> but since all that's my money, it don't hurt my feelings. <laughs> I just go home. It's fine. You know, just fine. All right, John. Well, this next story is about a British man who was attacked. By otters. Okay. Is there a word for a group of otters? Oh, yeah. I actually saw this the other day, and I don't remember what it was. What you call a pack of otters. Uh, Let me look. I'm Googling it. I hope it's something dirty. No, I was talking to a friend, and we we Googled it together. What was it called? Oh, yeah, a raft. A raft. Okay. A group of otters (laughs) is called a raft. British man in Singapore Park was attacked by a raft of otters. Oh, they can also be called a romp, I just see. A romp. A romp or maybe (laughs) rafts when they're together in the water and romps when they're on the ground. Well, I'm not sure if this was a raft or a romp, but (laughs) it was a romping bad time for him. Uh, he's quoted here as saying, I thought I was going to die. Okay. So <laughs> I hate that for him. <laughs> a man attacked by, they say, uh, what? This is the Guardian. A oh, pathetic. A, a pack of otters. A pack. Come okay. on. Well, I mean, maybe, if always- <laughs> maybe when they go rogue, they turn into a pack. <laughs> maybe. Uh, in Singapore Park, they said that he thought he was going to die during the ordeal. Graham George Spencer, a British citizen living in Singapore, Said he was chased, pinned down. How many otters does it take wow. to pin you down? <laughs> and he was bitten 26 times in 10 seconds. Wow. Which, that's like over two bites a second. Yeah, that's that's a lot of biting. By a family of otters while out for an early morning walk in the Botanic Gardens. Spencer told the Straits Times that he was approaching the garden's entrance on November 30th when he spotted about 20 otters crossing a path in front of him. And of course, we all know that's a romp. Sure, right. The Guardian, they don't know that. They have no clue. The animals were moving quietly, but went crazy after another man ran towards them, Spencer told the paper. The runner was able to avoid the animals, but Spencer was not as lucky. He said that they lunged at him, biting his ankles, his legs, and yes, his buttocks, Uh and caused him to fall over. (laughs) (laughs) I actually thought I was going to die. That they were going to kill me, he added. Spencer's friend, who was about 15 paces away, ran up screaming in a bid to scare away the romp of angry otters. (laughs) I was bitten 26 times in 10 seconds. If it wasn't for my friend, I don't think I would still be here today. I would be dead, he told the local outlet today. The pair said that they ran towards a visitor center still pursued by the otters, After staff at the center treated some of the wounds, Spencer took himself to a nearby hospital where he was given a tetanus shots and oral antibiotics. He has returned to the hospital three times to treat his wounds. The attack cost him about $1,200 in medical bills. Oh, wow. You know, doctors, doctor visits are not cheap. I, well, hold on. I, I knew that, but I was reacquainted with that this last week. He's in Britain, though, right? He's in Singapore, actually. Oh, well, they got socialized medicine over there, don't they? (laughs) Well, apparently not for $1,200. It's all free. Uh, That's what I hear. (laughs) Everything's free. The island is believed to be home to 10 families of otters, which is about 90 otters in total. Wow. Uh, They were driven away by pollution in the 1970s, but they have returned as the country's waterways have been cleaned up in recent years. The Washington Post reports that the animals are common, commonly sighted in hospital lobbies and condominium pools and have even been seen drinking from public fountains. Hmm. 
this is a DreamWorks picture. Yeah. <laughs> Just in the in the on the storyboard. All we need is some animators and a couple famous celebrity voiceovers. <laughs> well, like uh I don't know how many otters it would take to overpower me, but yeah. I'd give I'd be cracking some otter spines. You know? <laughs> yes. like, I would not let them overrun me, I don't think. Like 20 something. I think I could I could take it out. Mm-hmm. Take out a, enough of them over time. My son, he almost fell into the otter exhibit at oh, the wow. zoo when awesome. he was like three. Have you ever seen an otter in Alabama? You I know, have we not. have otters. Not, not in the wild, no. Yeah, we have river otters in Alabama. Yeah. I've only seen one one time, mm-hmm. or at least I think it was. It could have been like a weasel or something swimming in the water, <laughs> but I think it was an otter. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I think I could crack a lack of few <laughs> otter spines. I don't think they could get me. I'm confident fighting a gang of otters. I mean, it's not like it's a, a pack of chimps. Right. You know? Like, you, all you got to do is keep them off your legs, right? Well, he says that they knocked him over, which... How did they knock you over? <laughs> I mean, they were. I think they were really biting him on the butt, and he fell. <laughs> he tripped like, and fell is what happened. Think about... Uh, this is what I would equate it. How many dots and dogs? What do you call those? <laughs> dots? Wiener dogs. Yes. How many wiener dogs do you think you could take out? All of them. Exactly. <laughs> you know? I could take... All the wiener dogs. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I think I could too. Yeah. Uh, well, anyways, that's a, that's a wild story. It's um, an otter catastrophe. Sure. <laughs> it is. That's a good one. <laughs> Florida man. Let's move on to Florida. Okay. Florida man uses a flamethrower to settle a parking dispute. As you say. Well, they're all, this is from Gainesville. They're all upset. Florida had a bad year this year. Had to let go of their coach and everything. Uh, A Florida man angry over his neighbor's parking habit sprayed fire from a commercial flamethrower toward a car with three teenagers inside, police said. But no one was hurt. (laughs) Three teenagers inside, that's only going to give him more reason to use the flamethrower. Like... He has a commercial flamethrower. This has to be one of Elon's, right? Well, you know, Elon's flamethrowers, if I remember correctly, they were not, they were more glorified blowtorches. Okay. Like, they, I think they only shot a, th- a flame about five to seven foot. Oh, it was like a cigarette lighter. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That you get at the truck stop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, I love truck stops. I love <laughs> They're amazing. walking around truck stops. They are amazing. Just the things that are there. Mm-hmm. And you're like, hey, there's a whole life, you know, like this whole occupation that exist on the road so yeah they do need to get a uh you know ak-47 shaped cigarette lighter <laughs> you know? yeah and uh and a cheaply made hat with a marijuana leaf on the front of it yeah <laughs> yeah that's americana right there for you <laughs> people ask like what makes america great you're like well you can get an ak-47 lighter at a gas station <laughs> at a really big gas station yeah don't forget like the corner display of beanie babies sure for when you're late to well, like your kid's birthday party because you've been on the road and you gotta grab something quick what about the case the glass case with all these little like crystal unicorns and things <laughs> in them? And wizards. Sure. Right. Why? So you can get your, you know, when it's close to Mother's Day and your mom needs something, you can pick her up a crystal unicorn. I mean, what I really love is not just that they sell them, John, but that they lock them behind bulletproof glass. 
Like, where are all these rogue thieves on the road? They're like desperate to steal your crystal unicorn. There's some trucker in there, like 3 a.m., making a lady come out from behind the counter, unlock the thing so he can go through them, you know, so he can make his purchase before his yeah. shower number gets called to go take a shower. Yeah. That's, that's wild. Truck stops are wild, man. They are. I love it. Drugs, yeah. prostitution, you know, caffeine, <laughs> drinks, and and crystal unicorns. Yeah. That That's America. Right there beside the spiked brass knuckles. Sure. Right. <laughs> You'll have that. A rebel flag Zippo somewhere in there, you know? Yep. Ali. <laughs> oh. For all the people who don't live in America, like, I, I, they don't. Like, that's that's America in a nutshell. Yeah, like, just go to a truck. At least stop. the good parts of America. Yeah. And you got to go. You can't go to like Bucky's because that's not a real truck stop. Right. Bucky's is like a tourist attraction. Mm-hmm. You need to get some like shell. Their half the lights and the sign don't work. You know, like the one in Brookwood. <laughs> yeah. You know. Something like that to There's get There's like true a McDonald's flavor. on the side. Sure. Like built yeah. onto the side yes. of the building. Right. Yeah. Maybe a subway. They'll throw a subway in them in a And the day. other side is like a cafe yeah. that the truck stop runs. Yes. It's yeah. got like pancakes and cheese grits sure, and that yeah. sort of Go stuff. Go get you some sausage yeah. and all that. Yeah. Well, okay. Back to this dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm not lying. I love truck stops. When Thomas we was- We need to hit up the TA right after we're yeah. done with this. <laughs> like, just have a field trip. We'll have our like Earth Oddity, you know, fan meetup at the TA <laughs> yeah, truck we'll stop. How about this? If there's any truckers that listen to this, well, there, please there write into the show. There has to be. Yeah. What's his name? Oh, man. He's a hotshot trucker. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's got a great Instagram and a great TikTok. Yeah. And like, I, 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 he's awesome. He, he gets to see all kind of cool stuff. I mean, podcasting is perfect for truckers. Mm-hmm. So, surely, I know some of y'all are out there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure y'all have some stories. Well, I, I know would they love do. To hear because I don't know if you know this, John, about me. Oh, yeah. But my mama was a trucker. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. <laughs> I grew up white trash. My mama was a trucker and she had tons of stories. Tell me, <laughs> tell me that my mama was a trucker is not a country music hit. Like we could write yeah. that song today. My mama was a trucker. That's how she met my second stepdad. <laughs> That's your first line of your song. That's amazing. That's amazing. Is, that's all true. Sure. I'm, this isn't, I'm making, I mean, it's funny, but I'm not making this up for the show. This is true. <laughs> Okay, back to Florida, man. (laughs) (laughs) Andre Abrams, who's 57 of Gainesville, is facing three counts of felony aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without intending to kill, according to court records. He posted a $15,000 bond last week and is awaiting a decision whether prosecutors will formally file criminal charges. The mother of the teens, Ashley Ganey, Her name's Ashley Ganey, said Abrams frequently sprayed the flamethrower to scare off guests at her home. Ganey's daughter, Natalia Baker, 16, fled the car with her friends as Abrams continued to spray flames towards them. When he shoots it, it lights the whole road up, Ganey said. It's like it's daylight outside. He'll do it in the middle of the night. I wonder if he's got like one of those backpack like World War II ones, you know? It sounds cool. Yeah, it sounds awesome. <laughs> Unless he's your neighbor. 
You know, thank you, Tiny. <laughs> I wonder if I can get one of those at the truck stop. <laughs> Probably. There's somebody there will know who to put you in touch with. Yeah. Uh, I've been thinking, Tiny, your black Dodge has been parked out here on the circle for a long time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, in his arrest report, police identified the weapon in the November 30th incident as an XM42 light flamethrower, which shoots flames up to 20 feet and is manufactured by X Products LLC of Vancouver, Washington, and it sells for about $900 online. Okay. Huh. That's pretty good. You want to go and have some of <laughs> Yeah. Like, I love how the article gives very detailed information on how to track this thing down so everyone can start <laughs> buying them. You know? Yeah. Like, model number, where the business is located, and price. I tell you what, uh, Elon Musk, if I'm not mistaken, he was selling his for... Was it a thousand dollars? I think so. So yeah, they're, they're undercutting him on price. <laughs> they are. Uh, His was also specifically branded the Boring Company, not a flamethrower. That's right. If you remember, there's probably some that got him out of some tax or something. <laughs> yeah. uh, Abram said in a brief phone interview that he could not discuss the case without consulting an attorney over fear of being evicted from his home by the local housing authority. Yeah, I would think they would frown upon. <laughs> you know, I think the government would frown upon you having a flamethrower in well, the their property. Well, the government don't want you doing anything. Sure. John. Well, I would say it in the property they own, <laughs> yeah. posing a huge fire risk. <laughs> would probably be a good way to get kicked out. That's what we have the firemen for. <laughs> <laughs> they got to earn their pay some way, don't they? <laughs> it's like the people who, you know, Alabama, we've talked about it, is a trashy estate because people litter everywhere. That's yeah. like your buddy who throws beer cans out. I'm like, well, it gives a con something to pick up, you know, or whatever. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. I haven't seen convicts no, picking up right. trash on the side of the road since, what, the 50s? <laughs> <laughs> we brought it back for a little while, and then it got outlawed again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Moral I'm, of the story, quit throwing your beer cans out your sure. window, please. I'm pro-convicts picking up trash on the road, because I feel like if I was in jail, if you were like, hey, we're going to give you eight hours doing, Outside. you know, just picking up trash yeah. out of this jail, I would be all about it. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that would be great. Yeah, if you're in jail for 10 years, I would kill to get out for eight hours mm -hmm. a day and pick up trash. But, you know, I guess whoever the ACLU, whatever liberal BS, <laughs> stop that, you know, which <laughs> always Sonny has a line in it, which is uh, ignore that, Frank. It's just a bunch of liberal BS. <laughs> and I've started using that's just a bunch of liberal BS for every situation <laughs> in my life. And it's been great. Uh, it's been great. Uh, anyway, so this dude's in trouble, and he don't want to get evicted. And this is a much longer article than it needs to be. The Apparently, one of the ladies said, a quote, you better not burn up my car, according to the police. <laughs> uh, said he shot it towards him, and when I got to the door, he was still shooting, and I asked him, what is your effing problem? Hmm. So uh, that's the end of the article there. Sounds like uh, this dude does not want you parking where you don't need to be parked. Yeah, where? I mean, I know you read the the thing, but was this just a, a parking lot somewhere, or was this his property that somebody was parked on? Well, I don't know. Here's how I've been to several housing authorities in my life, mm -hmm. and uh, most of them have parking right in front of the building, yeah. you know, like that you live in. You may have two spots or whatever that's for your unit in the building. And what I imagine is maybe these teenagers pulled up into his spot or something, mm -hmm. 
And, and he's got to go out there and wave and his flamethrower around. Tell telling him to get on out. Right. <laughs> he got from Bud's gun shop. Sure. Right. Yeah. A lot of people don't know, Tiny. My parents' first house was in the housing projects in Fayette. Okay. Yeah. Eddie and Brenda have came on up, you know, <laughs> really in have. their life. Yeah. yeah. Now they from, got a swimming pool. Well, they sold that house. Oh, now. that's right. They don't have a swimming pool anymore. Mm -hmm. They live in a little bitty, this is the house they're going to die in. So. Oh, they downsize. Yeah, okay. they downsize. Shout out mom and dad. I know you are listening. So <laughs> I don't want you to die there. I want you to die in a nursing home so I can go ahead and sell the house, <laughs> use it to pay for mine. Uh, that's my plan. Just wait till one of you falls. All yeah. right. I'm, I'm sticking you in one. Mm -hmm. I'm kidding. I would never do that with my parents. They'd come live with me. Oh, we'll have to install one of those chairs to get them up down the stairs. But that'd <laughs> it be can fine. be done. My dad had one of those. Yeah, right. I mean, some there's people who can do that. Probably get Medicaid to pay for it. All right, John. Well, you know what a big fan I am of Elon Musk. Sure. And Tesla. Yeah. And if I didn't want a Tesla Cybertruck already, yeah. today I found out you can play video games <laughs> okay. while you're in the driver's seat. <laughs> if you're brave enough, you can do that in my truck. You know, <laughs> does your truck come with a high end gaming PC no, built into but the truck? With, a, with a proper AC adapters, you can put whatever <laughs> gaming system you want to in it. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the U.S. government wants to know how the heck Tesla owners can play video games while driving now, <sighs> which I don't know if the government is aware, but apparently these cars drive themselves. Sure. Right. So that is why you can play a video game while you're driving. If we're looking to pinpoint it, it would be the fact that these cars can drive themselves. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it says here, we said in January that we were impressed by the gaming PC built into the 2021 Tesla Model S, which company chief Elon Musk said is powerful enough to play Cyberpunk Cyberpunk 2077. Okay, I don't know what that is. That is, in, in case you're not aware, Cyberpunk 2077 came out last year, and it's like the game that it takes a, it's hard to run. Okay. It takes like this a really, a big really game. big, beefy PC to run it. At least at full settings, it does. Big, beefy PC. <laughs> Sounds dirty. <laughs> you know? But it's not. It's not, no. <laughs> it's accessible from any seat in the car via a wireless controller, which, I mean, that's everything these days. Sure. And it seems a nice way to spend time while your car is charging. I would say, or while it's on the interstate traveling to another state. Yeah, true. <laughs> Very true. We assumed, though, that it wouldn't be playable from the driver's seat while the car was moving. It turns out our hopes were misplaced. The New York Times reported earlier this week that it is now actually possible to play some games on a Tesla dashboard screen while the car is in motion. Not Cyberpunk 2077, but... Games added via software updates, including Skyforce Reloaded. Are you aware of that one? I have no idea. I'm not either. Uh, the Battle of Polytopia Moonrise. Uh, I'm not aware of that one either. But uh, also Solitaire. I know that okay. one. <laughs> Down with Solitaire. I love Solitaire. All-time great game. Which arrived in an update released in late 2020. The ability to play games while driving went unnoticed for almost a full year. Well, that's because most Tesla owners know how to keep their mouths shut. Sure, right. <laughs> and stop people like this from ruining their fun. Yeah, like a nerd out there <laughs> ruining it for everybody. But following the Times report, thanks a lot, Times, <laughs> the U.S. National Safety Highway Traffic, the, let me start that NTSB. over. NTSB. Yes, them. 
They said that they are now looking into the situation. Oh, thanks, guys. (laughs) Thanks a lot. We are aware of driver concerns and are discussing the feature with the manufacturer, the agency said in a statement sent to Bloomberg. The Vehicle Safety Act prohibits manufacturers from selling vehicles with design defects posing unreasonable risks to safety. It's possible that the unrestricted access to the games is, in fact, a defect, as the Times report notes that prior to these new newer additions, Tesla's built-in games could only be played while the car was in park. But it seems intentional, a message that pops up when Solitaire launches, warning that playing while the car is in motion is only for passengers, clearly indicating that Tesla knows full well that the game runs while the car is rolling. You know, it sounds to me like, you know, people can play the game yeah. and because the the controller is wireless, you know, it it's not like it it's not like the camera sees the driver yeah. and can detect, ooh, he's holding the controller. Sure. I better shut this off. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's some personal responsibility, right? If well, you driver. would hope. Yeah. yeah. It's necessary to tap the screen before playing to affirm that you are a passenger and not a driver, but it's also necessary to read EULAs and be 18 or over to access various websites, and we all know how well that goes. Okay. So, anyway, the article goes on to talk about how dangerous and how stupid it is, but I think this article is stupid and dangerous. (laughs) So, that's just my opinion. Well, I mean, I guess the safety side of me goes... Sure, we probably don't need to, even if the car can drive itself, you don't need to have another controller in your hand. Like, let's keep your hands free in case you have to take over the car. Yes. And, and, and I'm a kid, but obviously, I mean, it also says like Tesla, like if you get one of these cars and you pay like the thousands of dollars for the self driving feature. Yeah. Yeah. They tell you that this is all still in beta. And that as of right now, you were supposed to stay in the driver's seat and you were supposed to stay alert sure. so that you can take the wheel if you need to. Now, that said, you can go to YouTube. You can find no shortage of Tesla owners who are sleeping in the back seat. Sure. Who are doing all kinds of things. I'm sure. While the car is in motion. Yeah, there's probably so. a whole genre of <laughs> videos that have opened up with that. Right. That I'm unaware of, but mm-hmm. I'm sure they're out there because that's how the internet works. Yes. Yeah. That's how that whole industry works. Mm-hmm. Like, find whatever is hot, you know, the hot new trend, and exploit it. <laughs> yeah. That's what they do. Well, speaking of hot, Tiny, dozens of beauty contestants were kicked out over Botox. <laughs> okay. You want to take a guess? As to what these beauty contestants were, <laughs> I, I guess they were uh, beauty contestants. And where where did this happen at? Saudi Arabia. Oh, Saudi Arabia. Those were definitely camels. <laughs> okay, you're correct. <laughs> you're correct. Which the, the uh, look not I, to point fingers, not to make fun, but apparently their beauty pageants work a little differently <laughs> than over here in North America. Well, that was going to be the thing I was going to say. The headline of this article from the AP News is dozens of camels barred from Saudi Arabia beauty contest over Botox. Oh, I'm sorry. Saudi beauty contest over Botox. Mm-hmm. All right. That is something your boomer uncle, a joke your boomer uncle would have made like circa 2011 or <laughs> right. whatever. You know, Where was the Botox put? Well, we're going to find out. 
This has actually happened in the UAE, but Saudi authorities have conducted their biggest ever crackdown on camel beauty contestants that receive Botox injections and other artificial touch-ups. The state-run Saudi press agency reported on Wednesday with over 40 camels disqualified from the annual pageant, which I don't know how many camels are in a pageant, but 40 getting disqualified seems sounds like, like a lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm thinking... And we may find out more. This is probably in the preliminary round. Maybe so. <laughs> this yes. is when, this is when the the they had to sing in sure. front of the panel. <laughs> well, let me tell you, the bathing suit contest <laughs> is what you show up for, right? <laughs> yeah. I actually heard this was a scholarship pageant <laughs> and not a beauty pageant. We don't okay. want to objectify camels, right? <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> in my mind. Before I read any more of this article, I think this is probably like FFA cattle judging or whatever, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. for anybody from the country who knows what, if FFA is Future Farmers of America, and you learn things like how to know what a good Angus mm-hmm. cow, cow looks like, or what, you know, got a straight back line, the hips aren't too wide or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Thicken the brisket. Sure, right. Or whatever they say. <laughs> whatever they, that's what I say about my wife. <laughs> Saudi Arabia's popular King Abdulaziz Camel Festival, which kicked off earlier this month, invites the breeders of the most beautiful camels to compete for some $66 million in prize money. Wow. Okay. We, we need to invest in a camel. <laughs> I mean... Was it, if you can just get third place, you'd be all right. You know, the miscongeniality. You're probably getting a few mil out of that, right? You would go to the zoo, the Birmingham Zoo, and just get one of their camels. Hey, look, we need to borrow this for about a few weeks, okay? All right. Now, look, we're, we got you got to be able to do something. There's a talent competition sure. component to the pageant. So Botox injections facelifts, and other cosmetic altercations to make the camels more attractive are strictly prohibited. Jurors decide the winner based on the shape of the camels' heads, necks, humps, dress, and postures. Hmm. Which, I'm I'm getting an ad. Oh, come on. Get out of my way. All right, judges are at the month-long festival in the desert northeast of the Saudi Arabian capital of Riyadh, uh, or Ri- Riyadh. I, I don't know how to say. I mean, I'm American. <laughs> I don't. I don't know the the names of other countries' capitals. Yeah, I can't even pronounce that. Journalist. No. <laughs> <laughs> are escalating their clampdown on artificially enhanced camels. The official news agency reported using specialized and advanced technology to detect tampering. Now, I just want to say the old uh, NASCAR phrase is probably applicable here, which is, uh, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, right? <laughs> right. You know, like, everybody <laughs> cheats. That's just the way it goes. Uh this year, authorities have discovered dozens of breeders had stretched out the lips and noses of camels, used hormones to boost their breast muscles, injected camels' heads and lips with Botox to make them bigger, inflated body parts with rubber bands, and Golly. used fillers to relax their faces. Okay. The, well, I mean, for $66 million, <laughs> Yeah. Right. You know? 
The club is keen to halt all acts of tampering and deception in the beautification of camels, the SPA reported, adding organizers would impose strict penalties on manipulators. What's the penalties? <laughs> I don't know. I yet. mean, this is Saudi Arabia. I mean, yeah, they so. cut your head off or something probably <laughs> if they want to. Do they take you to a hotel room and chop you up? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's no telling what they do. Yeah. Maybe. Never mind. The Camel Beauty Contest is at the heart of the massive carnival, which also features camel races, sales, and other festivals, typically festivities, I mean, typically showcasing thousands of dromedaries. The extravaganza seeks to preserve the camel's role in the kingdom's Bedouin tradition and heritage, even as the oil-rich country plows ahead with modernizing mega-projects. Camel breeding is a multi-million dollar industry, and similar events take place across the region. So, I mean, I guess what beauty pageants, no matter the species, kind of all operate the same. <laughs> this is what I've taken from this, yeah, right? Right. But I, I mean, for sixty-six million, I would I would jab a needle into a, a mm -hmm. camel's face without even thinking, right? I would shoot Botox in their nose and their toes. <laughs> We want to thank our sponsor, World Famous Cajun Curl by the Spice, for all their support. Check them out at their website, CajunCurl.com, where you can order the spice right there on their website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Eventually Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, camel toes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on anything will change your life. On their website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice. You'll also find the recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Bowles Fresh Market, South Minus Meats, Mark's Mart in downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurling Wallace Boulevard. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. That's because we ask that you use a spice, but we don't ask you pay full price. I got to say, Tiny, <laughs> and you can you can cut this out here if you leave this in. <laughs> you don't need to play the community news music before that ad read starts. You just need to let it play exactly like it did. Because that was golden on, on both of our parts. It was perfect. All right, John. We've got some messages here. Okay. And they might have be a little, little dated because we didn't get together last week. They actually have to do with football. Okay. Because we haven't even had a chance <laughs> to talk right. about Alabama being SEC That's champs. a very good point. Yeah. yeah. Right. We hadn't. Yes. Yeah, so we've won the SEC championship. Mm -hmm. 
I was out of town for the SEC championship because I was because you, you had just rode them off. But here's you're the like thing. Alabama has no chance. <laughs> Georgia is just going to beat the stuffing out of us. I can't even bear to watch this game because there's no way yeah. Alabama can win. I was uh, I was in that camp. Yes, but here's the thing, Tiny. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to get to watch the game because I have to go hiking. I have to take youth hiking and help mm-hmm. build the character of the people who lead this country into the future. And I'll be in the Sipsy Wilderness down in the canyon. I won't be able to get any updates. We'll be able to hear anything about it. The people I love will not spoil the game for me. <laughs> and so I'm I'm hiking out of the canyon. I come up on the top of the ridge and I get like 57 messages, emails, everything else. I look at my phone. The very first notification I see is from you telling me we won the game. <laughs> I was like, that's great. All right. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, I was like, that's good. But were you going to, you, was your plan to come home and watch it Absolutely. without knowing? Seriously? Yeah. yeah. I was okay. going to just, because it's an hour and a half back. I can do without, you know, messing with my phone. But with the text messages, the only people who text me are like employees, <laughs> my kids, and my wife. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like all my football friends <laughs> know better. They don't text me during games, after games, because I we I can ruin a friendship real easily depending <laughs> on how the game's going. And so I was like, surely this is just Deidre or something. Well, no, Deidre was the second message giving me the halftime score. <laughs> so, anyways, I can't want to watch it anyways because I don't care. I mean, like, yeah. I didn't care if I knew the score. I didn't know how we got there. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, it was hey, amazing I missed game. it live. And uh, well, anyway, that's that's what our message is dealing okay. with. So, all right, just want to let you guys know, been a long time listener, and I just got done watching the Alabama Georgia game, and uh, it looks like everybody, including you guys, is wrong. And Alabama steamrolled Georgia. Had a lot of reasons to call in, whether it be known, feeling like I know Jacqueline by heart, or whatever else. I listen to you guys, and I feel like I relate to. But I just had to call and say congratulations because Alabama absolutely looks like the number one team in America again. And sorry about my baby crying in the background. Y'all have a good one. Yeah, I will say that I hadn't totally written them off because, I mean, hey, as a football fan, I want to believe that on any given day, any given team can go out and have the game of this of their life, sure, and win. Yeah, we we it's rare, right? And, and, but we've seen it happen, and so I, I hadn't totally written them off. But yes, I I thought Alabama was going to lose that game too. I, well, in fact, I, I think I'd even said on this podcast, I was like, if we just give them a good game, yeah, then I'll be happy. <laughs> Anybody who watched Alabama this year knew that and knows that our team has some serious flaws in it. Mm-hmm. Somehow, because of all of the doubters and the haters in the world, <laughs> our team was able to internalize that, turn it into rage, and take it out on Georgia. And that's great. And yeah. now I hope we... I hope we destroy Cincinnati. I hope that we remove their will to ever want to play football again. <laughs> you know, like I want to. I like, want like to you destroy. Got, you got your shot. Yeah, 
And, and now here it is. Here it is. <laughs> yeah, you wanted Bama, and now you got us. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I want to. I want to hurt them, but they played Georgia good last year in their bowl game. I think Georgia only won by like three points or something. Okay. So huh. I don't think Cincinnati's any slouch, but also Cincinnati struggled with Tulsa. Now mm-hmm. we struggled with Auburn. We did. But I think Auburn's better than Tulsa. If they were to play ten times, Auburn will win the majority of those games. Also, so. I would. I think Auburn played Alabama. Yeah. With the same intensity that Alabama sure. played Georgia the week after. <laughs> Here's the thing, Daddy. We beat Auburn in overtime. All right. It was a great win. Yeah. They had like their backup quarterback with a hurt ankle. <laughs> yeah, like third string players all over the field. We barely won that game. Any logical football fan would go. Man, we're going to have a tough time with Georgia. You know, like it's yeah. not going to be a cake walk like normal, and they can probably beat us, which is where I think every Alabama fan was. Well, I've been told that football isn't just X's and O's. That's right. And there's not a heart column sure. on your little stat That's sheet. That's exactly so. right. It's not the <laughs> size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. And then we went on to beat Gonzaga in basketball because people forget Alabama is a basketball school. <laughs> now too (laughs) that same night you know we beat Houston last night in a great game. I don't know if you watched it. Awesome. <laughs> got so mad they turned over the garbage can. Sure, yeah. No, they, they thought they got goaltended, but I mean, if you watch the replay, it wasn't. But, but whatever, yeah. you know, Houston beat my ass. That's fine. That's fine. It, it actually kind of makes the victory that much sweeter. Yeah, right. I, I love when you see you acting like that. You know, chasing refs off the court and crying. That's fine with me. Yeah. Breast smashing chairs and exactly. turning over trash cans. Our basketball team's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, people don't know. Our basketball team's pretty decent. All right, our next uh, call comes from Stan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've been expecting your call, sir. Sure, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over on maybe 13 seconds before kick six is mentioned. <laughs> Let's see. Well, well, well. It looks like Alabama beat Georgia. Well, I'm happy for you. That's all fun and games. Uh, you know, last week you mentioned about the kick six, and you know, <laughs> I wouldn't trade kick six for anything, but. Y'all seem to leave out that, uh, you know, as far as since y'all count every single title y'all have ever won, that sometimes they were just newspapers, you know, y'all still count them. That's how most people count titles, just yeah, so I mean, you know. <laughs> look, let me, all right. We, at some point in the uh, probably 80s or something, somebody was like, Hey, Bob, go through every record book that you can see and see how many national championships we got. There are some questionable ones on there. That's Mm -hmm. fine. I'll I'll readily admit that, okay? But if you aren't doing the same thing we're doing, that's on your school. You know, like, what, y'all acting like y'all got some kind of honor? Oh, I'm not going to count the fact that some newspaper gave us the national championship in 1941 or whatever. Mm -hmm. Who cares? Just say it. Nobody care. You just need it for marketing purposes. That's all it is. Yeah. I remember there was a group of people wanting to count the, what was it, 2004? Yeah. When uh, Auburn got left out. Sure. But yeah. then, like, one of the other te- the teams that went, they had their win vacated. That was USC. Okay. Yeah. So- Auburn would have beat USC. Auburn would have beat both those teams that year. They had a great football team that mm-hmm. year. They, they would have destroyed them. It was a travesty they got left out. But, yeah, uh, they did. 
And now I don't know now that, that Reggie Bush got their title taken away at USC. Yeah. If they can claim it or not. But I wouldn't care if you put it on the side of your state. Well, I don't care. You know, I know nobody care about that. Tell everybody you won three instead of two. That's fine with me. Yeah. Sell yeah. a t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. That's all it's about. Like it's like people are too dumb to figure that out. Having said that, I'll throw out anyone that you think is questionable, and we'll just count the BCS ones and the college football playoff ones and the AP ones if you want to. We're still going to be way better than you. You know? <laughs> yeah. like, I can't help it. It's we just really, are. How do you want to count it? <laughs> yeah. Because right. Alabama has more. Yeah. we. I, I'm sorry we do. Yeah. Anyway, so go ahead. How about we only count college football playoff wins, John? Sure. Let's yeah, only count that. those. That's fine. We still got more than everybody else. I mean, any way you want to look at it, we got more than everybody else. That's fine. I'm going to give you all a rundown right here of uh, national championships for Auburn. And, um, you know, you can just play with it how you want to. You know, we got we got 1913, good year, good year. Uh, you got 1957, you got uh, 1983, you got 1993. And I know some of these are disputed, but I mean, that's what Google says. That's what Google says. Um, you got 2004. You know, we didn't win it, <laughs> but because of Reggie Bush. Title got took away from USC, so that counts as Auburn. Uh, and you got 2010. Now, given they was they was plenty more in there that we could have, but well, why did you count those? Yeah. Come on. First of all, you've given me I think six, which is the number our current coach has, <laughs> and could potentially beat that one this year. <laughs> Just him alone. But yeah, okay. Unfortunately, Alabama or somebody else decided to beat us. But now, y'all take it what you want to, but I wouldn't kick six. It's legendary. It will always be played right before the Iron Bowl every single year, regardless. And also, I want to introduce something. You know, I want to go back to the old schedule to where we play, instead of playing in Tuscaloosa and, and uh, Auburn all the time, I want to make it to where we play the Iron Bowl in the new stadium in Birmingham like it used to be. What y'all think? Just saying. Y'all have a good day. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that? Like, Stan don't want to do that. When they got the game in Auburn, that's when they got competitive. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, yeah. like, really. I uh-huh. mean, sure, they had a few wins at Legion Field over the years. But what really brought the series to really on equal footing is when they moved the game to a home and home at, mm-hmm. you know, Auburn. Well, we played at Legion Field for a few years after that until we finished expanding Bryant Denny Stadium and all. Um, so we wouldn't, I think we had a contract too with Legion Field. But yeah, like that would be the worst move possible. Birmingham is a home game for Alabama. Right. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's, well, I think he's probably it's probably more just kind of like a nostalgic thing because mm-hmm. that's where the Iron Bowl used to be played. Sure. It would be kind of cool. Now, me, I've only ever been to one Iron Bowl. Yeah. And it's not looking like I'm going to get to go to a whole lot more of them anytime <laughs> soon. So, my seat is probably going to be on a couch somewhere. Sure. Watching it on TV. Well, if they... But move, I, I think it's kind of cool. If they move it to the new stadium, yeah, your seat will be on a couch. So, that thing only holds like 40,000 people. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. I mean, you got... 88. And if you thought $300 a ticket was bad, <laughs> yes, right. you need to pay $500. So Legion Field, I think, sat 77. I think Jordan Hare seats like 89,000, maybe. And then mm-hmm. we have what were like 101 or something. Yeah. yeah. 
that'd be a lot of ticket sales you're losing every yeah. year. I don't see that happening, but hey, that's fine. I mean, we'll play you wherever, <laughs> you know, and, and might win. Yeah, and kudos to Stan for not saying that, well, they're going to get you on the second, the second sure. game because right. <laughs> I know some Auburn fans at work, and as soon as Georgia oh, yeah. lost that game, they were like, well, they're going to beat you in the yeah. championship. I know. <laughs> and no. they may do it. So We have to get through Cincinnati first. Sure. That's how the process works. Yeah, one, we take them one game at a time <laughs> over here. All right. Uh, so Auburn's two main rivals are the University of Alabama and the University of Georgia. They played Georgia. It's the Deep South's oldest football rivalry. Mm-hmm. They've been playing them for forever, right? Yeah. It was amazing to see Auburn fans morph into Georgia fans <laughs> on social media. Like, what a weird thing. I can't imagine rooting for Tennessee to beat Auburn at anything. Mm-hmm. I just want them both to lose. Like, can we tie at zero? Is yeah. that a possibility? I don't know, but it's wild. And I respect Stan for forfeiting a national championship to have the memory of one single play be played before the Iron Bowl every year. (laughs) Just to capture that bit of nostalgia. I get it. I understand. I will say that uh, we do have to watch that yeah. every year. <laughs> I agree. And But I'm sure they feel like I feel when they show Antonio Langham intercepting Shane Matthews in the first SEC championship game and returning it. You know, like I feel great about that. Right. I don't know that Auburn has a lot of SEC championship memories on equal with that because they don't have that many SEC championships. <laughs> but whatever. You know, I mean, whatever. I, I don't want to get it. I mean, this ain't about Auburn. This is this is just about our listeners and how much Auburn we love Auburn has them. a fine football program. They do. I mean, six national championships. You just sure. heard them listed. That's right. And they could have counted more. Could have. But I don't know why they didn't. <laughs> I don't either because that's not what Google said, apparently. <laughs> also, I think he made it to kick six 11 seconds in. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Uh, we got a text message this week. Uh, okay. Someone says, LSU hires a coach from a Catholic university. Is that because they need help from a ha- higher power to beat Alabama? <laughs> it won't work, though, because I have seen the Pope dressed in crimson. <laughs> that comes from Pat from Oregon, a long-suffering Oregon State football fan. Oh, man, Oregon State. I don't think Mike Riley's their coach anymore, but uh, you know he's an Alabama guy. He mm-hmm. he played at Alabama. We actually talked about getting him to coach here at, during one of the many when we were <laughs> wandering through the wilderness. Yeah, uh, when just about anybody could put their name yeah. into the consideration. I, I sent in my stats on uh, NCAA college football <laughs> PlayStation Two just to see if I could get a job. Yeah. <laughs> they were hiring everybody. <laughs> they were. People forget, like, we had a coach who never coached a game who got fired for sleeping with a stripper. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Which probably happens a lot. The problem was is the stripper went and told her story to yeah. Sports Illustrated. Well, and, like, he could have slept with a stripper in – he was the coach at Washington State in Pullman, Washington, mm-hmm. if they even have strippers. You know, I don't know what their laws are <laughs> or anything. I know I strippers have, exist everywhere. I think they have camels. Yeah. <laughs> and no one would have cared, right? Right. But down here, like, you're the – you're the head football coach of the University of Alabama. Everybody knows who you are. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's a big deal if you're a stripper and you bang them. Well, really, yeah, I was about to say, I mean, you, you're more famous than the governor. Yeah. Well, really what happened is when he was leaving to go play in the coach's golf tournament, he told her to get whatever, you know, hey, get whatever you want on the room. It's on the house or whatever. And then somebody at the university was like, 
why do we have a $2,000 room service bill <laughs> while you weren't in the room? And yeah. then he had to do some explaining. And then this lady came out and started talking too. So hmm. it's wild. Yeah, like you could make – Southern football would is the greatest reality television show ever. <laughs> But also, Louisiana is primarily a Catholic state. People don't know, you know. So, Brian Kelly, I guess if he's Catholic, he'll fit in down there. All right, John, we have some questions. Oh, yeah. I hadn't answered questions in a long time. I know. They've been building up. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. We like to ask John questions on this show. If you have any questions for John, you can go to our Discord server, link in the show notes, and go to the Ask John Questions About Stuff sub channel, and you can ask us questions there. Our first question comes from That's Our Bobo. With the impending arrival of James Span Claus, what should people who don't respect the Polygon expect for Christmas? Because I didn't hit the basement at our last tornado warning. Mm. Our end of the front fell apart. No hooks nearby. I'm not a complete weather noob here. So the question is, what are naughty people on the wrong side of James who don't respect the Polygon going to get for Christmas? It's tiny. What's tiny going to get for Christmas? (laughs) You don't respect the Polygon? No. Okay. Wow. That's bold. Consider what happened in this town, Tiny. The, the worst. I believe I believe God has the plan, and I'm not going to go before the good Lord calls me home. There you go. So yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And when you get up there, it'll be like, well, look, I had James Spann telling you to take cover. You know? well, nobody listens to James Spann. <laughs> uh, I don't know what they'll get. Uh, I, I don't know. A death by a tree on their house. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, next question. Now that I know John is a chess nerd, if you like the Evans Gambit, might I presume that you're a, and is it a Kasparov? Is that the word? A Kasparov yeah, Kasparov. Fan? Okay. Yeah, I like I like Gary Kasparov. Okay. Yeah. Really, oh, what's his name? Mooney is probably my favorite chess player of all time. He's from New Orleans, by the way. Hmm. Uh, he was, he but. You know, he lived in the 1800s, early 1900s, somewhere around there. So all you could do is like really read about his matches. You could go on YouTube and watch people redo his matches because chess nerds, they take, you know, every move and write it down and all that. Yeah. So you can go back and analyze it later. So you can go on Morphy, the internet. Morphy's his name. Paul Morphy. <laughs> Paul Mooney is a comedian, I think. <laughs> Paul Morphy. <laughs> so you can go on the on the internet and you can watch people who reenact his chess match. Yeah. I bet that's riveting. It is. It is. <laughs> like I've said, everybody's a nerd about something different, right? right? We're all nerds about different things. We're all the same when it comes down to it. Yeah. <laughs> Phil Zoot Suit asks, do you think cat breastfeeders will be accepted into the free the nipple movement? <laughs> I assume <laughs> they so. They should. <laughs> yeah. I assume so. Yeah. Uh, he also asks, why is sandwich meat round when bread is square? Hmm. That's it's a global conspiracy. <laughs> is what it is. I don't know. Really, I guess it has to go with how they pack the meat or yeah, how I they would, bake the bread. <laughs> I would assume that's how it comes out of the machine. Yeah, because I know that uh, if you've seen how hot dogs are made, sure, you watch this documentary that all your vegan friends are daring you to watch, and you've seen that little machine shooting out the hot dogs. Yeah, the bologna is just a bigger version of that. Sure, right? Yeah. So yeah. I guess the but I mean the question is why don't we have a square hold bologna machine? Well, 
great name for a punk band, also. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, yeah, that I would make know. more sense. Yeah, I don't know. I would imagine uh, I, I, there's probably some real reasoning behind it. Like, I mean, some they, mechanical <laughs> engineer somewhere along the way has been like, "Yeah, it's not feasible to make it square." Well, I mean, they get the ham square. Well, so. not all ham square. No, yeah. but some of. I mean, well, some ham is comes in that little triangular. 10. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Roast beef is odd shape. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't buy roast beef for personal sandwiches at home. Right. I, I happen to enjoy it. It's just a little more expensive. Mm. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's an excellent question. That's right. It Square is baloney. A, I don't know the answer to that one. I don't either. Have I been stumped? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Nicole asks, who puts themselves in a worse situation, Kyle Rittenhouse or the young lady walking home alone at night? I can't remember if that was the last episode or the one before. I was behind on my listening. Okay. That was, if I remember, if I remember correctly, that was, a pa- that was the patron episode. Yeah. And it was a hypothetical scenario. Yes. Like, no one specifically. I think the point was... Kyle was somewhere he shouldn't have been. Right. But that's not against the law. Right. It's not against the law to make a poor decision within the bounds of the law. Mm -hmm. You can make a poor decision that's against the law, but within the bounds of the law, yeah, you can't hold that against him, the fact that he was down there where he shouldn't have been, where anybody with common sense wouldn't have been. Just like you can't hold it against the lady who's walking home from the bar. Right. And get sexually assaulted. Although I will say that in this hypothetical scenario, yeah. I would say Kyle's decision was far dumber. I would agree, although I tend to enjoy blaming women for their mistakes. So <laughs> right. I'm conflicted. Like you could turn on the TV yeah. and you knew for sure that you were going into trouble. Yeah. Whereas this hypothetical female in a bad part of town, she maybe nothing know. happens. Right. Yeah, You're certainly no. not going to see it on TV. You're right. Right. Okay. Stan Wright asks, uh, a nerd question for the master. Who wins the race, the Star Trek Discovery or the Stargate Prometheus? Whichever one Luke Skywalker's driving. Or no, Han Solo, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> because he drives the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, right. And it made the Kessel Run in how many parsecs? I thought it was parsnips. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, who is your favorite? Who is your highest favorite to win the national championship? Alabama. <laughs> I believe if we would have asked this two a couple weeks, weeks ago, ago it would have been, been Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> I think we got their number now. We figured it out. <laughs> if you were an insect, which animal would you be and why? If I were an insect, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be an animal because I was an insect. Well, insects are considered animals. Are they? I thought they were considered insects. No, they, there's like I think there's five kingdoms in the animal in the okay. animal kingdom. I don't know, man. I was asleep during birds, natural science and mammals. Aren't, aren't insects in there? I think so. I have no idea. I always just consider them insects. But <laughs> I would be a dragonfly. Reptiles, fish, birds, mammals, and insects. Okay. <laughs> Very good. I've learned something today. I would be a dragonfly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'd go with a praying mantis. Okay. Because you know how I am with praying. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, what do you feel is the motivation behind the FedEx issues with the packages being dumped? Oh, wow. <laughs> For anyone who don't know, this is a very local story. It's from Blunt County. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There was a apparently 
there's a FedEx driver who mm-hmm. has just been like, you know, screw this job. <laughs> I'm just I'm throwing all my work in this ravine. Yeah, right. And then they found another ravine. Yes. So and he actually came out I read this weekend and was like, ah, I I was just going through a rough time, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. That was his quote, basically. <laughs> you know, I'm sure they're like, well, you know, you're still getting charged for right. you know doing what you did. Yeah. Uh I, I don't know, man. Some some employees are just crafty. Yeah. And I hate it if you're like Bath and Body Works, you know, that you had ordered for <laughs> you, Aunt Linda for Christmas is sitting in a ravine in Oneonta, Alabama. If you didn't get your cucumber melon hand soap. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry that your chewy box, because there was a ton of chewy boxes, you know, sitting in a ravine outside of Oneonta. But, you know, that's just yeah. how it goes sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least he didn't set a old warehouse on fire. Sure. Yeah, that would have been bad. That's <laughs> our Bobo ask. What about that chess championship? Well, uh, did I, Alabama win that? Too? No. <laughs> the last, I hadn't kept up with it as much, but I know I, last I checked, Carlson was leading, and the other dude made this like really, I can't pronounce the other dude's mm-hmm. name. It's like, it starts with an N, but I don't know it. Uh, he made some really stupid blunder, which, you know, shocked everybody. Of course, me being a dumb chess player, <laughs> when I watched the replay of it, I was like, yeah, I probably would have done the same thing. You know? Wait, wait, wait. You said they have replay. Yeah. They yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. But, you know, like, because I wasn't watching it live because I have a life. You know, oh, I, oh, I was thinking of like instant replay. No, well, <laughs> like they make their little move. Yeah, and it's like, whoa, let's let's watch yeah, that again. No, no. You see that, Bob? <laughs> That's really kind of how it was. You know, did they have the little marker on the screen? Nah, not the one I watched. <laughs> he could have done this. He could have done this, but he did this. <laughs> the chess world is probably a lot like the video game world. There's a lot of people doing the same thing in the space. You know, right, like, hey, right. I got my own little YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I break down the matches for you and all that. Hmm. Yeah. So there could have been somebody with a telestrator that was like, oh, I can't believe, you know, he went rook to E4 or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, but that's just, that's just how chess world works. You should get into it, Tiny. You would enjoy chess. You know, I would love it if me and you could somehow commentate a chess match. Like, you actually know a little bit about chess. Me knowing nothing about chess <laughs> and somehow make it, like, the funniest thing sure. that's ever happened. You just, like, call out, like, the horse. You know, the knight is the horse piece, you know. <laughs> yes. And I call it the horse all the time because it bothers people, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah, no, I, I like playing with my horses, you know. And they're like, oh, you're stupid. You know, I, I, don't, I, just, I like calling them the horses. <laughs> Iceman Carmen asks, where did Roll Tide originate and what does it mean? Oh, Lord. Do you know the story? Uh, I it, So I know the Crimson Tide. Well, I know the elephant story, right? Like our offensive line came out or whatever. Our team mm-hmm. got so it sounded like a herd of elephants. It I was also a uh, Charlie Chapman joke back yeah, in the 20s, right. too. Yeah, that's true. Something about the elephant hunting in Alabama was good because the tusks were looser. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I don't remember where Roll Tide comes from. Do you? Yes, I know. I can't tell you what game it was, but yeah. there was a game on the radio way back when where one of the guys who was commentating the game, he said that the Alabama's offensive line looked like a crimson tide. Yeah. Just rock. That's you know, right. Yeah. Just bo- boiling over the yeah. offensive line. Right. And so that's so we got to. And be, then naturally the tide rolls in. <laughs> yeah. You know, and rolls out. So Roll Tide. 
Yeah, there we go. That's okay. how we became the Crimson Tide. Yeah. All right. Spicy Boy asks, what if I started answering all the questions in this part of the Discord? I mean... It would make my job a lot easier. <laughs> try, try it out. <laughs> hey, get your own podcast, man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you do all the work Tiny's done to make this thing successful. He says, will you promise to not doubt Alabama again? I do not promise that. <laughs> Can't Ever. promise that. <laughs> yeah, like, doubting your team is natural. I don't get the people that are like, I can't believe all y'all were doubting Alabama. Like, have you not been a sports fan? Like, <laughs> have you not watched the yeah, game? This you season? certainly have never rooted for the Braves. You know, like I, I don't like what is what is the deal? There's nothing wrong with doubting your team. That's how you make them better. They mm-hmm. need to know that you think they suck, so they play harder to prove to you that they're better. It worked this week, guys. It worked. You know, like it worked. We won. <laughs> Uh, and then last question comes from Nicole. Do you think the Van Gogh exhibit would have been cooler if you were high on mushrooms? Absolutely. A hundred percent. I told that to Dieter while we were sitting there on the floor. <laughs> I think the lady, there was an older lady in front of us. Yeah. And, uh, and I, we both were like, yeah, she's tripping on something. Cause she was like doing all kind of weird hand stuff. And <laughs> she would like turn around and stare at us for a little while. And I was like, yeah, just enjoy your time, lady. You know, it's cool. Yeah. It would have been much better, but I still thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's all of our questions, John. Okay. Uh, as this free show draws to a close, we need to thank our patrons. Mm-hmm. Thank you all so much for your patronage and also your patience. Sure. Yes. <laughs> we're glad that we're back this week. Uh, we would like to specifically thank those who donate at the 10 or above tier. Those people are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Kara Wisco, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. J.D. Westfall, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Shane White, Ms. Shane Craig, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and of course, Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Will. Mick Will. Happy birthday, by the way. That's right. As Happy of birthday. us recording this. That's right. Happy birthday, Mick Will. Uh, if you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several tiers, but if you get on the $5 tier, you get an extended show every single week. And we also do patrons all exclusive episodes. Mm-hmm. That's patreon.com slash earth oddity. Extend your oddity. And speaking of extensions, what do we got coming up in the extension today? As you know, we're pretty much normal. We're talking about sex robots again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have a story uh, that is really funny, but I must warn you, if you laugh, you may go to hell. Okay. <laughs> So, well, all right. Good luck. <laughs> I wanted to say before you get into the wrap up, you know, for any listeners we have up in Kentucky and Arkansas, Missouri, Tennessee that got affected by the tornadoes, Tiny doesn't respect the polygon, <laughs> but I do. I hate that you're going through all that. Uh, you know, and we'll be praying for everybody in that region. It's devastating. We know because, like I said, one took out our half of our town, really. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a good decade ago now. So uh, it takes a while to recover. It's still, we're still rebuilding stuff around here. So, yeah. you know, I hope that, uh, I hope that you guys pull through fine. Also, our church is sending some uh, Christmas That's toys right. up there. We're sending some Christmas so, toys up because we love you mm-hmm. and we love Jesus. 
And we want your kids to have Dollar General's toys. <laughs> the finest toys Dollar General has to offer. They've got some pretty cool stuff. They do. They do. <laughs> do you know that Dollar General is the only place I can find Roblox Roblox gift cards? Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, there you go. If you're ever looking for one. How about that? So Ollie wants some for Christmas. So hmm. that's going into stocking. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess that'll do it. We thank you so much for listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you for downloading us and listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether it's from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher. We're on all those platforms. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. You can check out our abysmal show part that I spend about 10 minutes doing every week. Great. <laughs> that is Earth Oddity of... Uh, on Instagram. That's right. Underscore Earth Oddity. And we also have a Discord server, link in the show notes, and a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? That's 662-493-2059. We're looking to hear from truckers this week. (laughs) Yes. 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. All right, patrons, welcome to the patron extension where we're going to talk about some weird and wild stuff. We are. The first thing I wanted to get into is Deidre had her work party. Yes. So as of Friday morning, I was not allowed to go to work.